We're fucked, Walter. Nothing is fucked, dude. Come on. You're being very undude. They'll call back. Look, she kidnapped her You see? Nothing's fucked here, dude. Nothing is fucked. They're a bunch of fucking amateurs. Uh, Wal hey, Walter, will you just shut the fuck up? Don't say people. I'm doing business here, man. Okay, dude. Have it your way. But they're amateurs. Dude. Okay, we proceed, but only if there's no funny stuff. Yeah, yeah. So no funny stuff, okay? Hey, just tell me where the fuck you want us to go. So, all we gotta do is get her back. No one's in a position to complain. We keep the back sheet. Oh, terrific, Walter. But you haven't told me how we're gonna get her back. Where is she? That's the simple part, dude. We make the hand. This is Gutterball. The Lebowski Deepcast. Like, oh, it's a heist movie. No, it's a stoner movie. In each episode, Brad and Adam discuss a single minute of The Big Lebowski. It allows life to exist in the bleak black emptiness of space providing insight i don't know she said that <laughs> maybe saint sneaker comes and like puts little trinkets in the commentary he's found himself in a world turned upside down <laughs> flare 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 and conjecture it looks like the pool is empty they shot it all on a green screen you can't do a pickup and now gutterball What you say is you have speed. 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 You either speed or got speed. I have speed. That's what you say when you're rolling. Do you still say that? Or yeah. rolling? Even though I imagine everything is digital today and nothing rolls and there's nothing to get to a certain speed. Right. That's the whole thing. There's nothing moving around in there anymore. But you still say speed. You know, you have to wait for the tape mechanism to slowly catch up to get up to speed. Now we're good. Because if you recorded during that part of the tape, if it was a sound recorder, like, the voice would sound all slow. Shut the fuck up, Walter! You know? But, and if it was, a like, a video recording device that had to get up to speed, you probably just wouldn't have anything there. Or like film, right. you know, or it'd be the same phenomenon with film, you know, it'd start slow and speed up. Speed. Camera's got speed. Sound has speed. We still say it. We say those things. We have speed, Brad. Brad. We have Adam, speed. My speedy friend. Isn't it nice to have speed together? Uh-oh. We're on another drug list now. Okay. I have... A revisit. Just right, bam, right off the board. Speaking of boards, we never gave the website for the National Film Preservation Board, where you can request right. the, the Big Lebowski to be preserved for all time, because it is not being preserved right now. I see. I'm there right there. Nominate films for the 2013 Film Registry today. Your voice is important. I mean, I haven't even done it yet myself. I should do it. For your consideration, please forward recommendations. Limit 50 titles per year via like, email. Like, like per person? 
I think so. Like I could just go and find 50, the room. You haven't requested the room yet. Culturally significant, wouldn't you say? I would say it is. Click here for hundreds of titles not yet selected. Some films not yet named to the film registry. Let's see, is Lebowski on here? Yeah, let's see if... Big Lebowski uh, is on there. It's on their list. So it's on their short list. It's on their list of films they realize people are thinking about. Right. God, how many right. films are here, though? It's gotta be a lot. Yeah, there's like hundreds of films. I don't even know. I'm but trying. they have to, like, go through all of those, I think. Well, they give them all consideration. Man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, this is, like, so beyond. This is thousands. Now, Brad, can you imagine a meeting where... You know, you go in with your agenda, but your agenda is hundreds of items long. Like, the worst meeting you can imagine. And there's, like, you know, two pages worth of stuff, which translates to, like, whatever, 20, 30 PowerPoint slides of things to go through. But instead, there were, like, 300 bullet points that you had to discuss as a committee. 3,000. Like, oh. there's around 3,500 things on this list. So you go into your meeting. Okay, we have 3,500 yeah. items to discuss today. Wow. But I think they weighed it. Didn't Simon say they weighed it by how many people submit a certain film? So those go to the top? Could be. We have Maybe. them back on to clarify yeah. this. I'm not sure about it. But I think it does. They do get. You know, more consideration the more people start submitting them. Anyway, put well, your... here we go. We have to start. Let's do it. Let's do start it. Start a campaign to get Lebowski in here. So what's the URL, Adam, that our listeners could, could visit? Well, it's www.loc.gov slash film. I hate when people say www. Duh. You don't have to type that in anymore. Well... It's a... It's loc.gov slash film. Yeah. I should confirm that you don't have to type this. Sometimes I mean, you, they don't I just it. check you don't have to type it in. But you're okay. right. Sometimes you do have to type it in. Once in a while. Well, it's Once all how while. people have their shiznit configured, right? Right, And right. it's bizarre, like, to have it configured that way. Well, it is, but the place that I work had it configured that way for, like, two years. Like, where, so, you, where you had to type www? Correct. I mean, like, that's old school. Like, when it first started, it was like... What, you just want to go to Library of Congress? Well, do you mean the website or the FTP site or the gopher? Like, be specific, man. <laughs> the gopher. Yeah, the gopher. Remember the gopher? Barely. Yeah, the gopher, right around the time I would say that we were getting on the internet, gopher was just barely still a thing. Just barely. It was a distant memory. <clears throat> Even then, it was still hanging on yeah. with its I'm weird year, little claws. I'm a, I, I'm, a, I'm a year ahead of you, so I got a little yeah. more gopher than you do in my... You, in my, uh, you got a little more gopher stuff. meat. You got a larger yeah. portion of it. Yeah. You have to serve the bigger kids more. The Man on Lincoln's Nose, 2000. That's a film that they want to, somebody wants to preserve? It's, just, it's simply a film that has not been added. <laughs> So where do they get these films from? The I films that have not been... I mean, just the IMDb movies and then cross-reference them against their Excel spreadsheet and just put them all on there? Yeah. They go to Wikipedia. 
list mm. of American films. Enter. And they try well, to get, you know, big list. From the year 2000, they have 39 films from the year 2000. So they average, what we could say, 30 to 50 a year, perhaps. Yeah. Hmm. And some of these films are things I do not know what they are. Well, I would oh, imagine brother, most of them. Is there? Wait, like, ready to be, or it's been preserved? These are... Because I read these that are they the, have these to These are be, the list of not preserved movies. They have to be 10 years old, at least. So this might be its first year on. It's like well, going into the well, Hall of Fame. it's your third, third year. In a sport. Yeah, you're right. This list you know? only goes to 2003. So you have to, like, you know, to be a first ballot Hall of Famer is pretty prestigious. Sometimes they say prestigious. Other times they say prestigious. So there I said both. But, you know, it, a lot of times it takes many years. And people keep campaigning for you. And, you know, you get more votes. You become a cult classic like Lebowski. It's a big deal to get on there your first year, I would say. Dancer in the Dark is on this list. See, that's But is weird. that an American film? Well, apparently. What makes it... Um, I mean, I'm looking here... Well... The money came from here. Whatever company paid for it, I would assume. I guess. Like, it's weird. So it's a, it, Wikipedia describes it as a 2000 Danish musical drama film directed by Lars von Trier and starring Icelandic singer Bjork. You know who else? Peter Stormare. That is right. He sings. Well? Have you know. seen this movie? I don't care to. Um, you probably want to see it. It's Lars von Trier. If you want to be really depressed. Is this, is this like a children's story about a magical castle that this boy has to go to? No. Okay. I don't think so. I don't think there's anything like that in it. All right. Does he go to an island where there's these giant creatures chasing him around? No, not at all. No? Not at all. This is a, like... Even though it, there's, like, musical numbers in it, it's still somehow, I would call it, like... I don't know, like a stripped-down kind of gritty horribleness. It sounds horrible. It sounds like something I don't want to look at. You, I you don't I, well, so Lars. So have you? I don't know. You probably don't. I don't think I do. Like I had a turning. You point. will not feel good about the See? universe. See, it I will depress you. It will I depress you more. Like, <laughs> in a hotel somewhere, I was traveling for work or something, and let's watch a movie. Let's watch something that I can't watch normally. Not. Porn, man. I put on Spun. So Mickey Rourke and Jason Schwartzman, of all people. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Spun. Spun. Yeah, that 2002. Name, yeah, I vaguely kind of remember that. John Leguizamo. Oh, and I will tell you what. Um, Maybe, am I crazy that it was Mickey? No, Mickey Rourke. Okay. Brittany Murphy. That movie was like, and I just didn't have anything else to do, so I kept watching it. That was the most awful 
like the worst movie is the grifters as far as like that's just the least entertaining the least skillfully the least everything that's the worst movie but the worst as far as like how i felt after watching a thing was probably spun well you know who else is in spun no peter stormare no way yeah way are you kidding nope i'm looking at the imdp okay so here's the weird thing he's not listed He's not, but look at the image. And I am no, he's listed. You have to Where? say show more. He plays mullet cop, yet he's somehow like third build on the poster. Well, I do. Fourth I build. Did. There's this big list of names on the poster. So if you look at the image there in uh, IMDb, it's, there's a big list of names, and he's the fourth one down. Peter Stormare. I did show more. I don't see this. Do show more, and then do command F. And then do Stormare. Oh, right. You're going to make me look for He's it now. He's way in there. He's d- hidden in there. But he is, again, top Mullet build. Mullet cop. Mullet cop. Where's he top build? In the poster. Look at the image. All right. Click on IMDb. the poster and he's in there. You don't even there. have to click on it. You can just look, like, at, look that. at it. But yeah. Look at that. Peter Stormare. This was his heyday. And yet he's like 25 names down the list. Yeah, this is a terrible, terrible movie that'll make you feel bad about yourself and everyone. So have you seen, and we're going to get to Lebowski soon, but All right. have you seen, just because you got me, I'm on this Lars von Trier thing now. I, I, I doubt I've ever seen one of his movies. you got to see his movies, man. Really? Even if you don't like him, I think you got to see him. It's culturally or something, it's significantly. Need, here's what I'm going to say. Ugh. You have to, and I know there's people, I know there's listeners to this podcast that are going to cringe. I won't even say it. I'm not going to say it. You I don't want to upset our listeners. You know what? I don't want to upset our listeners. You're I'm upsetting them by it. not saying it. You're upsetting no, them I'm by not, not saying I'm it. Not. I'm I don't not. know what you're going to say. I'm not saying it. You're upsetting it. me. So Who's more important, the listeners, Brad, or me? It's all about the listeners. It's all about the one listener out there. Well, I'm just going to sit here and not say anything. You're on your own then. I want to hear it. Ugh. <laughs> hey, I admitted right. that I kind of like John Whipple's film, so... All right, sure enough. I mean, I like this movie a lot. I just know it's apparently there's something going on. I don't know. I'm just going to say this. I'm just going to say the name of it. <laughs> just Antichrist. Well, I don't know this movie. You gotta. You should check it out. It's on Netflix streaming. Oh, okay. Two thousand nine, huh? Similarly, oh Lord, help us all. Are you kidding? Gone. Gone. What, what, what happened? I clicked on the. I saw the movie poster for it, and I closed it. The poster alone is that upsetting? Yes, I would say. All right. I would say. The poster is nothing. Nothing compared <laughs> to the movie. What makes you... I'm just curious. What makes you want to watch a movie like that? It had a really good trailer. All right, so that drew you in. And that drew, I was like, okay, I want to see that. Because when the trailer came out, when this movie first came out, it was like, you know, all of everyone's like tweeting and blogging. Like, oh, check this out. Trailer. It's crazy. What, what is this? And I saw the trailer. And I was like, wow, that looks pretty crazy i want to check this out 
And one day, again, I was just like, you know, cruising had- through Netflix. And I was like, oh, there's that movie. I remember two years earlier seeing that trailer. You had the flu. Your senses were altered. I, I didn't actually at the time. I was just simply like, yeah, I want to see that. It's like, Christine, let's watch this tonight. You were genuinely like, All right. interested. I was ge- oh, definitely. Okay. All right. And, and, and it was it's a very good movie. And your lady was was into watching that? Um Yeah. For a few minutes. We watched the whole thing. I think we I don't want to speak for her, but I think we both enjoyed it. It's definitely a movie that makes you kind of think and it's pretty hardcore. Um, when you, when you say hardcore, I just mean like it doesn't pull its punches. What's a, there's another movie like this too. Um, well, you know what I, I feel like maybe started this trend was Requiem for a Dream of like, you're just going to feel awful after you watch this, this movie. Requiem for a Dream is like child's I well, play, I man. Know, but it started it. But, no, you're right. You're right. There's you a, know? there's a, a, there's a something. Yeah. There's something to that about the like, yeah, it's, it's bad. And then there was the one in like 2006 or 2005 or something, maybe 2000, I don't know. It's called like Mortis Nocturne or something like that. Ugh, what is that called? I don't know, but Requiem for a Dream is also a movie from 2000 that has not been added. You know what, that, that movie can go away. So I'm cool with that. Never seeing the light of day again. So how about we talk about some Lebowski? I hate to be the heavy. Yeah, I hate to be the like swinging. It's fine. We can do it. Sure. I feel kind of obligated to at least within the first thirty minutes of the podcast to at least mention Lebowski. Well, we mentioned that you could, you know, mentioned you could. Yeah, we mentioned you could vote. Loc.gov/film and nominate it to be preserved. So. We haven't been totally remiss. But go ahead. You want to you wanna talk about Lebowski, so go ahead. So, so this, not only Lebowski, but this particular minute of Lebowski. Which we're looking at the same things again, for the most part. Yeah, visually so, it's the same thing. They're still in the car. Gets a little challenging. It goes, well, I don't know. I mean, because I think, again, we can start talking instead of, like, you know, maybe discussing the visuals. We could briefly maybe discuss the, the, you know, what's actually going on in this car. You know, you're right. From a dramatic point of view. Because I notice that sometimes we'll just, like, breeze over the, the plot or the, like, character nuances because there's so much to look at and listen to right. in a new scene. Right. And in a way, maybe, again, that's related to the art of filmmaking here and that. You know, take a it's break. Just, it's take a break. It's just them in a car. Now let's focus in on what what they're actually saying and doing. Let's not keep distracting you by like, yeah, cutting around and changing backdrops and all this other stuff. Which is the downfall of a stupid movie like Transformers: Dark of the Moon or something. Like, yeah, the effects look cool. It's lots of explosions, but maybe they don't take enough time to just sit there. Right. Yeah, definitely a problem with Transformers: Dark of the Moon. Now, Transformers Revenge of the Fallen, that's a whole other story. That was just impeccable. It's, it's, uh... And I hope you can tell I'm being sarcastic. Flawless cinema. 
I, I watched the whatever. Come on, I don't want to talk about Let's it. Not talk about it. That's Except stupid. Except the, the I enjoyed I, the first one. Okay, I liked it. I okay, was, Shia LaBeouf is a doof. Whatever, but you know, I liked it. I was torn when I first watched it because I was kind of like yeah, that. It was action dumb. was really above. It was like a friend of ours said it the best. It was simultaneously the best movie ever and the worst movie ever. It's mostly one of the worst movies ever, but I mean, with all the ridiculousness going on. But ultimately, what you're talking about was true, because the biggest problem with all of the movies, all of those Transformers movies, it's impossible to tell what's happening, especially in the first one. Right. The, like, bot, like, the whole final action scene you couldn't tell it was just random like robotic limbs flailing like in slow motion i was like i didn't know what's happening and god Who's forbid who? is that uh, the bad is that a bad robot or a good one i'm not even 100 percent sure because i can only see like a <laughs> giant like missile coming out of a arm a robotic <laughs> arm like slow motion and then cut to well i think there was some color going on that you could like hone in on once in a while but not enough to make it clear. I guess. But, yeah. uh... God forbid you watch it, though, streaming? Like, Netflix streaming, when all of that, like, just little pieces going everywhere and, like, panning really fast. It's like, you watch that on Netflix streaming, it's just pixel blob. It's like pixel confetti. Hey, let's watch some randomly colored pixels for two hours. Yeah, what is this? A brackage film? Jeez. That was for Simon. So Stan Brackage reference. You're welcome. So, nothing to look at. Not too much. Yeah. But but, but you were gonna are, say something about Yeah. Well, so again we finally this is you know, so I talked about this being the second punch. At least we're building up to right, it. Right, it's building up to that. And you know, but dude, this is the quintessential, I think, dude and Walter interaction. Totally, totally. He just gets hung up on because Walter fucked it up. Right, you fucked it up. And again, when Walter, <laughs> while he's kind of an ass here, and he's totally, like, just honing in, like, you know, like he's saying it's like, why should we keep, why should we sell for 20000 And he's just, you know, totally... Um, kind of just steamrolling the dude with everything up to the point in this minute where he's like, you know, the dude's like, just don't say peep while I'm doing business, answers the phone, and Walter is like, sure, but they're amateurs. But they're amateurs. Again, so they could hear him saying that over the phone. Again, he's working his intimidation. Right. He's acting as if he's a full partner in this caper where he just got picked up like minutes ago. And he wasn't even supposed to be there. Yeah. I mean, I identify with the dude in this scene a lot. It's a frustrating experience. Because I've had this type of frustration in when, my life. When have you had this? Give me an example. Oh, I don't know. Is it safe to talk about this? I'm not sure. Does it involve me? No. Okay, no. then it sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and so... I'm going to say, I'm, I'm just going to have to put this out there. And I may have hinted at this earlier in earlier episodes. I can't remember because it's been on the tip of my tongue several times. I don't know <laughs> if I've said it. 
but the, okay so but okay this is i'm a little frightened this is me and my wife you, no you did mention that yeah, i am the dude walter is my wife in this scene at least from my point of view right well of course she's like well we need to this is what has to happen right like we need x we need whatever there's gonna this is how things are gonna go from here on in you know or you know or it's something like you know some decision and i'm like well that's crazy like we can't let the kids do that because they're gonna get hurt and she's like what do you mean it's just gonna be fine right i'm the high strong one she's like whatever doesn't matter and in my mind, like, some of these things go to ridiculous, ridiculous lengths. But my wife, just like Walter, as we mentioned, ends up being correct. <laughs> like, he's, that's the ultimate thing. He's right. Like he's you right said last every time, time, these kidnappers are just, are, they amateur. are afraid. They're he, less than amateurs, they're even. They're less than amateurs. But yeah, they are. They're clueless, barely American. What yeah. language do we speak? English. Barely English-speaking kidnappers who don't have a hostage. They're right. terrible. They're horrible. Walter is intimidating him. Totally. And who is that? <laughs> now he's he's terrified. He's not pissed on the other. He's terrified. Right. Who is that? And he hangs up out of fear. And he's like, wait, I'm supposed to be in charge. I'm s- Okay, wait, you got to call back. Ah, I can't call back. Like, don't call back. It's like, well, we got to get the money. That's we got to get the money. Call him back. We need call the money. back. That's like, you got to be tough. Got to be tough. Okay. May proceed as long as there's no funny stuff. Yeah. And even the dude is like, you know. Right. At this, at point, this point, he's, he's, like, like, he's like, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Just tell us where the fuck you want us to go. Yeah. That's funny. So you're. High strung, thinking, no, this is ridiculous. Our life is in our hands. And, and Christine, Walter's just like, yep. Yeah, Christine's just like, so what exactly? What is Yeah, so what exactly is the problem? Right. The, the problem? But if we didn't, <laughs> like, I feel like I've had that conversation so many times. And Christine, I know you're listening, but I have to say, ultimately, you're right. I like, say now before the world, Walter is right. Before the world. Walter is right. You're right. Before all seven of them. Yes. He's saying it. For you all to hear. You seven, the seven, the three, the one. Really, we need to be more like Walter. It's not a, more like the dude. It's, it's not dudeism. Weird. It's Walterism. It's, it's Walt Rodica. Walt Rodica, exactly. Oh jeez, we have the oh, we have the name for it. It's Walt Radica, man. I think we have to cut all that out, so we can start now. So, no, that's nice. You said that that you think you're so highfalutin right all the time, and it turns out you just need to be more like Walter. Yeah. Walter's the one. Walter is the ultimate, like, laid-back one. So eh, fuck weird. it, let's go bowling. Right? Yeah, fuck it. Right. Although, don't try to mark a zero and eight. No, no. There is don't that. Don't go over the line. And, and don't be disabled. Right. I guess he was wrong about that. He was wrong always, about that, but that... Right. 
But that's not till the very end, really. That is interesting. He's right the whole time up until the very end. Well, I have some theories about that. Why that would be. And we're just going to have to save it for a couple, a couple of years from now until we get to that. And I'm, I'm going to have to examine a few things in more detail to see if my theory that I've just formulated is correct or not. Well, you'll have time. Yes. So look on the bright side. I actually do have a... I don't know... Do we want to... We're not pretending to do anything chronologically through no, this minute, we are we? we don't do that. Uh, we don't really. The turn here... When Walter, like, the sign for Simi Valley Road comes up, next left. Yes. And then they motivate that. They cut back to the dude and Walter, or I guess Walter. And, oh, there's the turn, next left. And he, like, aggressively grabs the wheel and turns, turns, turns it, turns it, turns it. First of all, the background doesn't change while he's turning. So that's a problem. Um, and I noticed By that 30, also... By 3348, you mean 3438. Sorry, sorry, 3438. I had a typo in my, my little document here that I cheat with. Because I can't commit everything to memory. Give me a friggin' break, man. So I was just... This, 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 uh... Right, this, uh... Time code thing kind of threw me off. So sorry. you're saying he turns the wrong way. No, he doesn't turn the wrong way. It's just that the background doesn't change with an aggressive left turn. Right, because he turns left. Uh, See, I have a problem with my left and right. I get them mixed up a lot. Well, especially because he's turning to the left, but he's turning to our right, his left, and the stuff in the background would be moving to our left. The stuff in the background just doesn't move. Or our, yes. But it should, you know? It should move to our right, his left. And you can see a big yellow, there's like a big yellow, whatever it's supposed to be, these indistinguishable blobs back there that are neither headlights nor street lamps. That should move when he's like grabbing the wheel and spinning it around, and it just kind of sits there. And I think the Reverend mentioned this in his document also. I just want to give him some props for noticing that. But I mean, are are you seeing this? Are you in accord? I'm completely in accord. Okay, I sensed hesitation. With you and the Reverend. No, 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 I'm totally okay. in there. But, so, but that's both like a good job and then a whoopsie. Where you see the sign to turn left and you cut to Walter and he is turning at least. And not only that, but... So... By the background, like seeing the background, it seems like the impression is there's like cars going by, lots of lights, headlights going by, like they've been on a fairly busy road. And now they're turning. You see the shot of Sima Valley Road next left. Now they're turning onto like a, a smaller road, more out in the back country. Not back country, but you know. A little more out there. Because we haven't seen too many shots out the front of the car. This might be the first one. And it's like all of a sudden, there's not like businesses on either side. There's no other cars on the road. And it's like, 
this road is only a two-lane highway, and now they're turning on a road out in the middle of nowhere off of this. And that's motivated by Brant saying, they want you to travel north on the 405. Well, the 405 goes right up into the North Hills, like the North Valley. But you have to go up over the mountains to get there. That's where the tumbleweed came off of. But it's like, there's a big stretch of, I mean, there's probably still some shit out there. I don't know LA too well, but there's definitely like the lower valley, the south valley, and there's lots of crap. It's the classic shot you see. Then the north valley and lots of crap up there. Between them is this uh, mountain range. So it's, it's more desolate out there. Because they would want a more secluded spot to throw out the million dollars and grab a do this handoff. I guess. Although maybe that's more amateurism. Wouldn't you want to be in a public place if you're just exchanging a briefcase? Yeah. Because if you're not... Anything can happen. Well, they're amateurs. Walter might grab you and start beating you up. <laughs> right. Yeah, like what if they had to do the handoff in a, uh, in a, like a shopping mall or something? Right. Although he at the same time, you know, they were smart to say like throw it from the moving car. Like, right. just don't even stop. Just throw it. Keep that, going. It's like even a blind squirrel finds a nut territory, I guess. Yeah, because you wouldn't want to be way out in the middle of nowhere. They did tell the dude to come alone, or tell Brant to come alone. I don't know. Anyway, their location, even though it seemed very busy, and the road was traffic-y, now they're out in the middle of nowhere, so they can have um, the dude and Walter. Well, that's the next minute. It's good. It works, is my point. Because, I mean, the, the, the titular Lebowski's house is, you know, in a pretty populated area. He's surrounded by populated areas. North on the 405 takes you to a non-populated area. Good plotting. Good yeah. plotting. So do you have... So what about Simi Valley Road? I looked it up. I couldn't find tried? any. I did. I found a Simi Valley lane, but it was like a 100-yard long road in an industrial park. Um, mm. It was in Simi Valley, so... But it wasn't out in the middle of nowhere like this. So if you search Simi so Valley we're, Lane... We're really in a... Uh, so this is truly a, you know, a uh, fictional locale. Yeah. Perhaps. Well, the Probably. sign... The sign, like... You wouldn't have that huge of a sign out there in the middle of nowhere. For You just have the little green one, you know? This is purely... Like, you can see it's desolate. It's about to get more desolate, like more secluded. I think that's all this shot is accomplishing, this front-on shot of the sign coming up. Yeah. But, but I, don't, I don't know. You know, in 1991, up over that mountain ridge between <clears throat> South Valley, North Valley, maybe they had signs like this. We'd, we'd have to get a, um, some kind of civil engineer or something to help us out. 
Is that what they do? Civil engineers? Is that like part of their thing, do you think? Like where to put the signs to like help people navigate the roads and keep I, things moving? I don't know. We would need a civil engineer to answer that question as well. Hmm. Put it on the list. So when they do show this sign for the Simi Valley Road, you hear this like guitar. Well, you, yeah, it's in. not even like, it's, it's more like guitar noise. Yeah, some kind of noise. I mean, you're it, not sure that it's guitar at yeah, first. Yeah. It's the, it's the introduction to the song Run Through the Jungle by CCR. Credence. Credence. Which then takes us through most of the rest of this, this episode. This I scene, I guess you could call it. Yeah, I listened to this song a couple times on Spotify. Well done choosing this song. Because it has this weird stuff. Little sounds and scrapes and like... Descending noises going through it. So they bring that in. It doesn't sound like a song necessarily at first. Right. At first... It's yeah. like, yeah, mood mood sounds or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Some mood sounds. Like, here we are out in the middle. Of, like, that's what I think helps with this middle-of-the-nowhere feel, to be honest, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, is that sound. Because it's like, oh, here's the sign. Mm-hmm. The other thing I'm just realizing now is, like, this whole, like, there's the sign thing. Like, there's a cut there. They've compressed time at that point. Haven't they? In what way? Yeah, I gotta check. Like, here, let's go find where that road, that sign is again. I think you need to check your geographical math. But... Wait, because that's supposed to be the bridge in the background? No. No, because they're turning left. It always felt to me... So he's on the phone, no funny stuff, just tell me where we want to go, go, and then it cuts to Simi Valley Road next left coming up, and the dude is like, oh, there's the sign. Like, they've cut at that point. Like, this is 30 minutes later, an hour later, 10 minutes oh. later, I don't know. Oh, sure, sure, maybe. So, I mean, at this point, they're not on the 405. Okay, I see what you're saying. And who knows where they've gone now. Right? They've been driving through side roads. They're just following this guy's instructions. And I yes. think it's also punctuated by the fact because it tells where I want to go. Then it cuts to the view out the, out the windshield. There's the sign coming up that says Simi Valley Perfect. Road. And at the same time, that cut, there's that music. There's you the weren't, sounds. Right. You so, weren't saying that there was a cut that made it seem incongruous. No. No, no, no. You're saying there's a passage but of time. But I'm saying there. it's a. It's a yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's a. Um, I love that. I don't know the technical term for it. It's not just a cut in a scene. It's like this is a new thing, a new scene. Yeah, it's a, it's a new scene, probably. Yeah. So, scene nineteen. They're in the car. They're bickering, and they get phone calls. Scene yeah. twenty. The bridge scene. This is where scene and, twenty and starts. The, and the lighting is different. So you're right. There yeah. is some stuff behind them, but like, yeah, the lighting. Is no longer this like yellow bright light. It's now this much more kind of like one lonely natural. Yeah. Like, like this could just be the moonlight coming through or something. 
right kind of light so like yeah they're at a different location they've they've moved on now right it's clearly a two-lane yeah. highway and right. not a you know 12 lane super freeway yeah and what started me on this path was again the sound and how the sound creates this idea that like kind of an ominous sound right danger and and they and, and with along with that i'll say like both ominous as well as like a desolation almost hmm. like it, it communicates to me like they're kind of in a scary territory like they're alone now like it's this is the cabin in the woods horror right. movie kind of thing happening right. now right like they're yeah they, they they moved away out of civilization and they're now going to be you know reduced to their animal selves very shortly here which is very nicely done because they've They've been going back and forth here with, like, who's in the driver's seat power-wise. Because the kidnappers, well, Walter was, obviously. Then, you know, the kidnappers hung up, and even though they didn't know it, they were back in the power seat briefly. They were in charge again. As soon as they call back, then they're not. And now, this is like... Now shit got real a little bit, and the dude and Walter are out in the middle of nowhere. And Walter's probably still not feeling it because he still knows they're amateurs. But now it's like, like at least from our perspective, power has changed hands again. The dude and Walter have less control now. Right. Somehow. Well, when I first watched it, and again, this music I think helps to cement this feeling. But I like I never think like, oh, like, yeah, these guys are amateurs. I'm like, no, you're like, wow, oh, man. Walter is really fucking shit up. Right. This is not going to end well. I wouldn't want to be in that car in the back seat as like Donnie. No. Along no. for the ride. Yeah. This would be horrible. You're up in the mountains now. So, yeah, we don't need to. We could just go to um, the 405. Do you know another name for the 405? I can't say that I do. The 405 in Los Angeles, this is a, I guess it's an interstate. It runs north and south because it's an odd number. Uh, this was another name for it. I have to look it up on the map. Stand by. It's going to be fascinating radio right now. Because I was trying to find out if it was like geographically sound for Brant to tell them to go north on the 405 and then for them to end up in this kind of place. And in fact, it is. But if you... So in Google Maps, if you go mm-hmm. now, just look up like 405 Los Angeles. Yeah. And this is in the southern part of Los Angeles now. So like, see Route 10, where 10 and 405 meet? North of there, this is called the Nathan Chappelle Memorial Highway. Okay. Why is that significant? It's probably not. However, um, Nathan Chappelle was a Polish-American Holocaust survivor who came and developed a massive amount of real estate in Los Angeles. So he was a philanthropist and Jewish, and this 
road they're traveling on is named after him. Somehow that feels like it relates to Walter, but... There's a connection there. Vague, vague, vague. I mean, sometimes cigar is just a cigar, but... Right. That's what that's what I got for you. But it's good to know. Nathan Chappelle. Yeah. Named after a Jewish philanthropist, Holocaust survivor. Yeah. That's what I got for you, man. There it is. What do you want? I have zero Lindsay Lohan news. Neither do I. I was really bummed about it. This is a. Uh... Yeah, we don't need to do Lindsay Lohan update every week. Not every week. I mean, I wouldn't mind, but... Do you know what Terry Gilliam says about Hollywood? That it's... stupid? If there was an Old Testamental God, he would do his job and wipe the place out. The only bad thing is that some really good restaurants would go up as well. Talk about hardcore. He's hardcore. The difference between... Spielberg and Kubrick, according to him, is that one is great and one is less so. Well, Kubrick, he says, or Spielberg, I should say, Spielberg, according to Gilliam, gives you the answers. And Kubrick forces you to think about it and come up with your own answer. Perfect. That is, that's, that's Gilliam's take, which I would say... Is that what Antichrist does for you? you Makes you think about the answers? It will, you will have to think about the answers, yes. I don't know if I can do that. Like, seriously, the poster came up and I was like, nope, beep, and just closed it. You mean the one with, like, the, the tree with, like, the hands coming out of the roots and stuff? I thought it was a giant mass of decaying bodies that one man was stuck in and trying to crawl up. I mean, that might be in the poster. You're talking about the IMDb poster? Um, I think. I'm not sure now. I don't remember where I got it. I just searched. No. Antichrist. What you're watching, what I think you saw might have actually been worse. It's, well, it's kind of like a tree, like this massive roots of a tree, but yes, with hands and stuff like coming out between the, the roots. Oh, it's awful. Oh, wow. I just looked at it again. It's at horrible. the bottom, it is Willem Dafoe in coitus with... Charlotte Gainsbourg, the two stars of the film. Coitus? In other news, I finally found a VCR. My mom had one. And I brought it here and I hooked it up. And I finally watched Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back with my daughter. Okay. She has seen those two. So she's seen the originals. Yes. Well, two of them. Two out of the three. Uh, it t did take two viewings for Star Wars. Because it she was late. She got bored out in the middle, or no, it was just late? It was late, but she, I think she also got bored. Plus, she'd seen it before, long time ago. Long enough that it doesn't count, but... We watched them both, and... So, my wife pointed out... Something from Empire Strikes Back. And for that matter, probably Star Wars, but she didn't point it out till Empire. The X-Wing pilots and the 
uh, speeder pilots on Hoth in the snow are wearing shooter's glasses. Yellow shooter's glasses. Uh, she was like, well, they, they need that. Shooter's glasses. They need it. I mean, the speeder pilots especially, because yeah. they need glare protection. Although maybe that would be in the windshield. But, but yeah, definitely yeah. some sharpness. But yeah, but if you're in the X-Wing, you know, those lasers going off in space, who knows what the hell kind of stuff you get there, glare-wise. Yeah. Right, tons. So you need to eliminate that stuff. So yeah, shooter's glasses. That's it. There it is. Oh, that, that was a... You know, I did not expect I mean, you to, to, to connect this back to Lebowski. I'm really... I'm really excited about that. Where'd you think we would have gone? I don't know, just in general. <laughs> Learn about about Star Wars. So is your well, daughter down with the Star Wars? Or is she like, what the fuck is this old shit? No, not like, what the fuck is this old shit? It's more like, yeah, I like it. It's good. Um, okay. The, uh... She, she's, I mean, stayed awake and stayed engaged through all of Empire. Is it easier yeah. to be a boy and be, like, really into Star Wars? I don't it know. It might be if gender stereotypes and are, you know, an effect. Right. Which they sometimes are. Sometimes they are. The, uh, I, I will say... And I, I feel like I'm in such a danger of repeating myself here, so stop me. But, like, yeah, Star Wars just does not start strong for a child used to, you know, growing up over the last ten years. Well, like, the first three minutes start strong, don't they? They start okay. All right, fine. There's, like, an attack on a ship and stuff. Right. And there's kind of this abstract sense of, like, crisis. Gotcha. But then there's like droids just wandering through the desert, like shot after shot, and then the Jawas come and like load up R two D two, and it's I, all very right. much like an episode of Sesame Street, like watching the crayons in the crayon factory. Yeah, Luke like, is like whining to his weird, aunt and uncle. Yeah, yeah. The the music. I'm not even getting there yet. Yeah, that's that's just like adding insult to injury. Yeah. And I'm pissing right. people off, probably. But yeah, it's no, it's. Totally I mean, true. I try to watch it at like you know objectivize it. Let's just put it. This is just a movie, right? And it's like, what the hell? Like he with just, this capture, like if I just if I already wasn't like brainwashed to love Star Wars, like what would I think of this? Well, yeah, was it just such a different? Like you're watching, like ha most of the characters you're seeing just aren't humans and maybe was that difficult was that too difficult for most of the characters not even to have faces yeah so you had to like spend time with it or something yeah they don't have faces that's a good point i wasn't like yeah they don't have faces and you're just watching like methodically like this like process of like okay well you're the trying Jawas, to understand. like shoot the droid <laughs> then they load them up onto the thing and then there's other droid and then they come in and put a restraining right. bolt on it's just because like what is going on? In 1977, it probably took so much of your brain to, like, just process what you were looking at. That you couldn't, you had to, like, be slow with it and just, like, okay, yeah. 
Here's the restraining bolt. He doesn't want to be on this planet anymore. Just be slow and methodical, because otherwise... Yeah, now you do that in the first 30 seconds, but that would have, like... People's ears would have exploded. This is not a Star Wars podcast, I promise. Okay, audio. I could talk about some audio. Let's hear it. I'm going to claim that this is the most non-zen moment for the dude, and I've nailed it down to 34.19. And it happens right when the phone rings for the second time. Okay. And he says, Shut the fuck up! And it's like he's barely pronouncing half of his words. He's so pissed, and it's such a genuine, like, somebody's frustrating you so bad that you can barely pronounce your syllables. Right, yeah. And again, this goes back to this whole dude and Walter dynamic, which is so entertaining to watch, I think. But he's, like, so pissed. Like, so pissed. But he loves him. I love you. But you're a moron. He has, and then, yeah, well, the dude has one modest task assigned to him. <laughs> this modest task. And, and, yeah, Walter is not making it easy. There's, there's a second fuck, though, and it's a quiet fuck. So the phone rings, and now he's, the dude is as pissed as he can possibly get. I'm doing business here. Don't say peep while I'm doing business. Have it your way. He clicks the button, but they're amateurs, so the nihilists can hear it. And so this is right at 34, 28, 34, 27, 34, 29. But they're amateurs, and the dude, like, slams the phone against his chest so that the nihilists c can't hear him say that. It's like a like reflex. It's like, you gotta hide the, like, you press the receiver against your chest. That's what you would do. You, that's, you put the receiver down at your chest so you're muffling the sound. He doesn't want the nihilists, well, the kidnappers, to hear it. But, in that, like, chest smash, you can hear, and he's so pissed now, he's pronouncing even fewer, he's not even pronouncing syllables, because is one syllable he's pronouncing individual like phonemes or something i don't even he only pronounces the but you can hear part of the phone slapping on the chest is him saying but you only hear the it's like a like a silent you should listen to it no i've heard it You've heard it. You know this. I know. Well, I noticed. I noticed it because I saw in the you 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 put it. You queued it up or something, and so I I I I, I listened to that before I uh, dialed into this here podcast. And yeah, no, you're right. It's there, and it's a when you know to look for it and think about it. It is a beautiful little moment. It's so beautiful, like this. This is good shit. Because he can't be loud, because now he's on the line with the kidnappers. Fuck! <laughs> Friggin' great. This is, this, this could go either way. This could go either way. I wasn't sure where to put this. 
but I put it in audio, so I'll just roll with it. 3450, Simi Valley Road, next left. Walter turns the wheel. We cut back to him. He turns the wheel. There's a sound as he turns the wheel. Clunk, clunk, clunk. Which I always thought was him, like, grabbing the wheel. Grab, grab, grab the wheel. But I think it's supposed to be the turn signal. The turn signal? Like, the car is this clunky jalopy, and the turn signal is like, clunk, 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 clunk. And it goes three times. All right, I gotta listen to this. Because I feel there's a sound of a turn signal, but I wouldn't call it three clunks. It goes like, click, 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 like a turn. Well, each clunk being, like, Half clunks, like clunk, clunk. That being one clunk, right? But yeah. So, what we gonna do? What we gonna do? Oh, okay. I'm not sure anymore. Like a cycle of off on as one clunk, 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 clunk. But that's clunk. yeah. That it's a very hefty clunk, though. It's it's so thick <clears throat> and meaty, isn't it? Yeah, it does sound like yeah, like like Walter's huge meaty palms like, right. slamming on the Slap. wheel. Slap. It does sound Slap. more like that, but it is rhythmic. Cluck, clunk, clunk, clunk. And then what is, even Walter's meaty paw, would they make this much sound on the, well, like you'd have they, to really be slapping them down on there. Would a turn <laughs> signal make that much sound? I mean. I, it's a toss up. I, it seems like I've been in like, think of the, like those giant boat sized station wagons from our youth. You know, it, where, where the, the back seat would be facing out, out the back. Like you'd be going, right. you'd be facing the wrong way, like boat sized. And you'd beg them to like roll down that window back there because it used to roll down. My grandparents had this car. You could sit all the way in the back, face out the back of the car. And then it was just another windshield. It was a, a back shield. Roll it down. And then the whole thing would come down. Then you'd be like, like kings of the world inhaling all the fumes. It's the best. It made you what you are today. It did. Here we are. But you're saying hands, not turn signal, or you don't know. The funny thing is, if you don't listen to it, like with the volume turned up in headphones, it sounds to me like a it sounds like a like a turn signal because it's not as it's more subtle and it's more sharp. Is but it supposed if to I be? Listen to it bone? like you know absorbed in. It's almost like it could be both happening at the same time. Almost. Maybe they were trying to go for like old clunky, chunky turn signal, and it just. Turned out that it sounded also like hands. Well, I guess what I'm asking is, guy makes the old, you know, 1970s car turn signal like with his hands by banging his meaty palms onto, you know, some sort of like vinyl rod. <laughs> so it's kind of like hard to tell what it really is. You know, he'd probably like fill a wrapping paper tube with pudding and then bend it back and forth. That's what I would do. With maybe a piece of celery in the middle, but it's muffled by the pudding and the tube. They're not above doing crap like that. 
So you have something written here in the audio section. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, we yeah we talked about those CCR songs. Run through no, run through the jungle, right? Run through the jungle. Yeah. And it starts here. Yeah, it sets the mood. This kind of creepy mood. But again, the song you talked about was a great song to pick, and it was because it starts. Well, I have more to say like, about that too. So yeah, remind yeah. me to come back All to right, that. Yeah. It starts with this creepy, uh, you know, creep, creepy situation. The two dudes are in the car. It's this moonlight, the road, this kind of scary music. It sets the stage. But then as they build up to what is the full-on now, like... Well, your second, the climax of your second gut punch. Yeah, it's, well, the climax, yeah, they're... We're building up to that. You know, they say this stuff follows, you know, like, male orgasm, right? Like, male sexual excitement is how drama is, that, you know, a lot has been written how those two things relate to each other with the climaxes and refractory periods and everything else. Okay. Do you I not, do not, not agree? I am... Well, Please see, that's, that's because in college you took like the practical filmmaking and I took the weird like social criticism. You were reading the film. atrocity ex exhibition and, yeah. you know, I was making movies, man. Yeah, you were actually like cutting film and shit. So, yeah. But, um. Put us together and we almost equal one whole man. Almost. <laughs> but all that is fine. I'm, I just can't even go there. But. My point Why is this, you, you know. Why can't you go there? My point. Why can't you go there? I can't. <laughs> Why not? Why, I just can't. I can't. But my point is this, right? It's The music starts creepy, eerie. Then as it, the scene suddenly becomes a little more light because the comedy comes back into play with Walter talking about how, oh, I'm just going to beat it out of them. Right. <laughs> And the you know and the it starts it, it, you know as it transitions there it starts to become more of like a more of what I would call like your traditional credence song with like you know guitar riff rhythm going on and it kind of has that like right this is kind of what I was gonna start saying like that's why it was a smart choice for a song because it does it starts out creepy then gets into sort of the normal stuff yeah and they did a good job of really tying this song like yeah. cutting this scene to to the rhythm of this song. Well, and this is the thing. I think that they probably knew that they were going to play this song for this scene. Maybe they were even playing it on set once in a while. It just seems to go so perfectly because the song also breaks into, like, when it really hits its stride and goes boom, there's this harmonica that comes in. But they had to... That's not until... And I was bringing up Spotify. I was going to like scrub through to see what the time marker was of when the harmonica comes in. But it's like kind of messing with the connection. Yeah. But so. that happens. Are you going to say that happens right as they throw the Right as ringer. they throw the ringer. Yeah, we're totally into the next minute. Possibly from the minute right. after the next. But like. When they actually throw the money. But yeah. They had to edit the song is my point. And they do it perfectly. So they edited the song. Yes, they had to cut yeah. some out to make it match that. You don't notice that, though. No, you don't. 
I haven't gone through it to like identify the cut moment. Yeah. But it's in there. Next moment, we'll, well I'll try to. Well, I don't even well, know. Well, I don't if it think happens. it's next minute. I think it's the minute after, to be honest. Like that's how much more of this stuff we have to go through. But we're gonna be in this car for a while. But a at least we longer. see some exterior shots. Yeah. Is the. But ultimately, the CCR. Why can't you get into it? Okay, so I could talk about how... So this is the second gut punch. And I can talk about how this entire thing, you know, the rhythm of... Because we were talking about, well, where is the climax of this, right? And, like, right. there's these moments where when you're like, okay, that thing happens. Air. But it is not... I wouldn't call it the climax. It's, it's a moment in this kind of, like, sexual excitement curve that well, the, exists the climax is the throwing of the ringer literally the thing you know sprouts up into the air flies up into the air um everything else is like the denoma no i'm going to say well, okay well, when it we flies can... through the air perhaps okay I mean, that's the I... beginning so think about it this way right like there's not a single moment. I I was wrong to encourage you to go this. <laughs> I there's also the Uzi going off, right? I think that's Well, and then there's the car slamming into the, the pole. The car slamming so like is the, like the end. The, 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 oh, the, and then like <laughs> boom, and then the pa. Yeah. Oh boy. But we didn't have the explicit tag before. Of course we're not using curse words. No. We're talking about biology, but the I thought we were talking car, about car crashes and Uzis. So the CCR song, though, is it diegetic? This is the question. Because we've talked about how you might not think these music is diegetic, but then all of a sudden it turns out, oh yeah, it is. Because at the end, like when you close the door, you still hear it, but now it's muffled or something. Right. Every like, time this, that has been the case. This doesn't have anything really like that to say. Like, did this music just start playing in their car at that moment? Well, the problem, Brad, is that I didn't listen to it with those particular ears on until we started recording, so I don't know. So I've listened. Well, here's the thing. This song is going to be playing for the next several minutes. We can come back to this. All right. I'm going to say now that it is not diegetic. I'm tempted to agree with you just based on my previous viewings. Now, I could now now if someone wanted to make a case that it was diegetic because a we talked about how when it starts there's been like a cut at this point, like a like a temporal an, a temporal jump at this point. So, you know, after they talked to the guy on the phone, they could have been like, "All right, we have like, you know, 30 minutes to go and he starts playing his CCR tape because later on CCR is playing in his car when they find it. So he does have CCR like loaded up in the tape deck. Ah. So there is some... Very nice. There is some case here. So, you know, you jump forward and, okay, it just so happens, yes, this mm -hmm. song starts playing one. He's like, mm -hmm. oh, there's the sign. When they cut to the exterior of the car and the ringer being thrown... Music gets louder. The music gets louder. We're not to that minute yet. It, shouldn't the music get quieter it should be like it's coming from the car right so it's kind of a reverse but again they wanted to punctuate that so i understand like it wouldn't make any right. sense you don't want to stress that the music is diegetic at that point you want the music to really right. carry the audience forward so it would be stupid to to do it the other way it would be horrible it wouldn't work the music does end as soon as the car hits the 
thing. Smash ends. Hmm. So but that, there's, that there's works from connection. the plotting perspective, and that works from like diegetic perspective. Yeah. But you're right. It's like I think they had this idea, like, and I, I may. <laughs> Maybe Trees Lounge did this. I'm not sure. They may have done something like this where all the music you hear at one point or another was diegetic. But this is like killing your babies. Yeah, you want to make everything diegetic, and that's nice, and that's something cool to look at. But if it disservices your film, well, then you kill that baby, and you just have it be non-diegetic and have it come, like, right in your face. But, you know... So I started out saying that this music was not diegetic, but I think I've convinced myself that it is. Ah, look at that. I, I Simply think because it he does now. have CCR in his, on his tape deck. So that's... That's enough to even convince though the, you it's the, diegetic? Yeah, even though they didn't do the sound design like it was diegetic at any point, and maybe even did the opposite of that, making it louder when they the kept screenwriting the screenwriting was diegetic. It's diegetic still, audio screenwriting. It's still diegetic. Because again, they did the sound design, the sound mixing to, again, do the right thing filmically to make this scene work. Of course. Even though if it wasn't completely accurate, and we've talked about all the reasons why that's what you got to do a lot of times. But it, he has a CCR tape in his car. So maybe they knew when they wrote it, like, we're going to punch it here. Like, it's not going to be any... Because here's the thing. That well, in he, the screen, in the script, it could just say, like, you know, CCR is playing on the tape deck or something like that. And, but, but when they went to cut it, they, you know, they did it a different way when they went to mix the sound. The dude is driving his car and picks up Walter. He would have music going, but he doesn't. Why doesn't he? Because he knows he's going to get a phone call, right? right? He doesn't want to have music going. He wants to seem professional and handle this business transaction as well as he can, even though he is ill-equipped. But he's got the music off. It's going to be quiet. He's going to conduct some business. And it's off through this whole car ride up to this point. Even at the end of this minute, 3500, still no music. And they're driving for quite some time. No music. Wouldn't they be listening to music? But he's not. He wants to conduct his business and not have any music getting in the way. So, yes, we change scenes when we see Simi Valley Road. Yes, new scene. But he's still waiting for another phone call. Uh, yes. He wouldn't yes. have turned the music back on. Well, he might have turned it on knowing they would go a while till there was another phone call. And he needed to calm himself after Walter's jerk, jerky activities. But then... Maybe Walter he turned the music on. He simply doesn't turn it off when the phone call comes. Anyway, that's, that's my case against it being diegetic, is that he wouldn't have turned it on, because he's still in business mode. The dude can't stay in business mode for very long. If 30 minutes? Can't stay in business mode for 30 minutes. Uh, well, one, we don't know how long it is, to be honest. Could be, could be long. If there's traffic, I mean, we, I think we can say with a fair degree of certainty, we know more or less he drove from, what it was, Be Beverly Hills up the 405 over the mountains and didn't get back into the populated areas. It's actually not that far. 
Well, it's he had like to get five to miles to Simi Valley, though. Well, that's true. That's up there a little bit. Like so, he went. He went on the four hundred five, but then he went a ways to the uh, to the uh, west. Yeah, it's not terribly far, though. How far would that be? Let's see. We're both typing in Google Maps. Yeah. See who gets there first. It's uh Beverly well, Hills wow. to Simi Valley. 41 minutes. I have 44 minutes. Wow. 38.8 miles. 44 minutes. Yeah. That's in current traffic. Well, and that's rush so, hour. Yes, you'd go north Almost. On, the 45, on the 45. But this is late at night. There wouldn't be as much traffic. No. But yeah, yeah. So you would be on the 45 for 8, or it's like 16 miles, and then you'd have to go, Well, I'm confused right now. 118 west, they'd have to go on. But they're not, here's the problem is, once you're off the 405, this seems like pretty populated territory. There's one little stretch on 118 where it starts getting a little sparsely populated. Well, I guess that could be... So maybe they were just in the car so long that he finally had to turn something on because he couldn't stand to listen to Walter anymore. Okay. Okay. I can dig it. I found a pair of granny panties at the grocery store. Like just like Just like sitting there? No, that would like have been in a fine. Package or like the for sale, or were they just like someone's pair they left behind? We're checking out from the grocery store, and you know we have our gro- good deal of groceries. We like to use the reusable bags because those plastic bags—they're like tribbles. They just reproduce, and then yes. your house is filled with them. I hate it. Well. And uh, Dante, our checker, I remember his name, uh, grabbed the first bag and went to put one of our groceries in it and pulled out a pair of granny panties. Said, I'll just put this bag over there and then continued on his way. God bless him. Well, I'm confused. So whose bag was this? This was our reusable bag that we had. And you had granny panties in your own bag. That's that's correct. But then he just said your checker was like, in essence, he like confiscated your bag. No, he just put that bag aside. And if we wanted to use it, that was our prerogative. Right. But he was like, I'm not going into this. I'm not bagging this one. I see. Now, they were not my wife's granny panties. She doesn't wear granny panties. Were they your granny's granny panties? They were also not my granny's granny panties. Your mom's granny panties. Negative. Interesting. The plot yeah. thickens. The plot thickens. But what we realized afterwards is that Dante probably thought they were my wife's granny panties. He was probably like, you poor man. They weren't, though. I guarantee you. They weren't. The real humdinger. Now we have company from time to time, so that's where we're putting our money. 
They but, they used one of those bags. Or like, you know, you wash the bags sometimes. You know, you gotta wash them. Some of them are cloth. Maybe something was in there that got put in there. I don't know. It was a little unnerving. It's the mystery of the granny panties. <laughs> I suppose that's gonna go in the uh, description. I mean, you can't roll something like that out there. <sighs> they created well, Terminator 2 metal. Did you hear about this? I didn't. They now have a metal that is liquid at room temperature, but it develops a very thin skin on it. So it behaves much like the uh, liquid metal in Terminator 2. You can make little towers out of the balls. It's like mercury, basically, but not... It doesn't make you insane. I got a link. The link's in there, actually. Maybe it's not. Oh, there's a link in there. Well, here, you know what we should do? Liquid metal can be 3D printed. There it is. We should um, put some of these links, like, send them out. Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook. Oh, without a doubt. Like, put some of We've these on there. because have been talking about this for a while. It's right. kind of like one should do it. It's definitely amateur right. hour. I mean, right it's, this is amateur hour at the Apollo We're definitely right now. fucking amateurs. It's terrible. Why don't we do this? I guess we're just taking her easy. So you haven't seen any good movies in the last week? Nothing to talk about besides Antichrist from four years ago? Um, I have seen movies. There's another one. Like Willem Dafoe with having coitus. Will, why don't Willem Dafoe and Tom Berenger have coitus? I guess they kind of did in Platoon, but... I mean, why is he a sexy leading man? I don't think he's sexy. Well, yeah, you don't. I don't think he was picked. He wasn't meant to be... Well, maybe not in that one, but at some point somebody thought he was attractive. So, while you're talking about Willem Dafoe, I just absentmindedly, you know, typed his name into Google that comes up with a little profile of him here in the, on the side, which is how they do that now. Right. Um, and then they did, um, you know, instead of what they're known for, one thing said Antichrist. And so I just absentmindedly clicked on that. And then it returns the results for that. And the link, one of the second link for Antichrist, the 2009 film, is from The Guardian. And it says Antichrist, a work of genius or the sickest film in the history of cinema. I see. I know you're trying to persuade me to see this. I, I, that's like American Horror Show. I watched two episodes, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't have to watch this. This is like, seems to me like it falls into that category. Like, this disturbs me so much, I don't have to watch it. I enjoy the method of David Lynch's disturbing me. I, but I get it. I don't know if that's going to... I don't know if that's going to be a good one there. There's good disturbing and there's bad disturbing. I just think that's going to be bad disturbing. Like make me feel like spiritually sick. 
American Psycho made me feel spiritually sick. Like my spirit was broken a little bit. American Psycho. It's like, oh, I don't have to watch those kinds of movies anymore. I mean, I probably will anyway. So did you watch American Psycho again? No, not again. No, no. American Psycho. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to go there because I don't want to be misinterpreted. It'll be very easy to be misinterpreted. But American Psycho definitely disturbed me in in a in a way, in a deep way. Yeah, not just in the like, oh, this is disturbing. He's like killing people, and it's graphic and it's gross. It disturbed me in like because really, American Psycho, the business cards, Brad. Yeah, it is about it's about society. More it than is. it is about him and how sick society is sick. And yes. it really got to me in the sense of like, yeah, okay. I'm yeah, are, this are you contributing to that? Not just in it, you're contributing right, to well, it. I don't know if it's contributing to it, but like I'm caught up in it. Like I can't see the reality around me. Well, just being in it is contributing to it. Yeah, yeah. You know? I'm part of the fabric of this, of this right. sick society. Yes. And we all are. Yeah, that's just like, whew. and that's and spun. That's what got me. It was like you could imagine going down a dark enough path that you know maybe not those things, but like you just gotta be on uh, uh, constant vigilance that you don't become too perverted and twisted. But maybe it's too late. Maybe we're all so perverted and twisted now that it doesn't matter. <sighs> That's a real uh, downer to yeah. to wrap it up on there, I well, guess. Well, so I'll mention, I did see some movies. I'll mention very briefly, maybe to bring it up. But we should wrap up soon, I think, in a couple minutes. Here. Yeah, but, man. So the movie I did see recently, I probably have seen some. Oh, I saw two movies. Well... All right, I'm going to talk about one. I'm going to save the other one for another time, because it's something. But... I saw two movies, too. Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. I saw Chronicle. Not... Oh, yeah, no, I like that one. It's like uh, Fast and Furious, but on Mars. No. No? No. Oh, it's like Predator on Mars. Yes, exactly that. Okay. Or it's like 28 Days Later on Mars. That's it. It's like Friday the 13th. Yeah, you gotta get caught weed. up, man. <laughs> I mean, I saw that with John Whipple like 12 years ago, 14 but, years ago. But, uh... But no, Chronicle. The found footage superhero movie. It was good. It was actually really good. That's all I'm gonna really say about it. I haven't seen it. I don't know if so... it deserves much more to be said, but it's good. it was good. Oh, is that's the one with the dudes flying around? Yeah. Like they realize they can fly? Yeah, it's like a found oh. footage. So like, you know, like Paranormal Activity or Blair Witch, where it's just like made up of the footage that they, like, you know, videotape themselves. They were promoting this with like flying, like man-shaped aircraft flying above New York. Right, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did kind of want to see that. Yeah. It, it, was, it was good. I thought it was written really well. It, it was, it like, it definitely had like a big human element to the thing but yeah three high school kids each with their own different kind of thing you know right and but you know one night they get superpowers 
the whole thing is told through like you know video tapes that they made it's like this found footage thing like oh let's document what we can do kind of a thing has to be a hard one to pull off and it that kind of movie yeah but it, it worked um i thought it was pretty good much better than the was, stupid stupid catfish yeah. Is that that like Facebook thing? Yeah, the fake Facebook document, yeah. quasi documentary. Right, yeah, stupidness. I didn't see that. Oh, man, I hate that. So that's just an now, example Catfish of how. Is, a, is actually a documentary? This kind of crap can go terribly wrong. No, of course not. That's the whole thing. Well, yes, it is. You know, they're, of course, they're sticking to their story. It's not a documentary. You watch yeah. that and tell me it's a documentary. Yeah, I never even realized this thing masqueraded as a documentary. It sounded oh, right. like... You, no you'll watch it... it and say, how did this thing ever masquerade as a documentary? Yeah. Stupid. Anyway, I hijacked your Chronicle thing. Yeah, nothing. I don't know. I don't really feel like I need to get into it too much, but yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. That was more than good. It was actually... I would even go so far to say it was, it was great. It was very, it was, it was good. It was awesome. great. Uh, so, is it on Netflix? Uh, I don't think so. Where did you I see it? I watched it on HBO Go. Ah, oh, you bastard. I canceled my HBO. Yeah, I just added HBO. I haven't had HBO. I'm going to have to do it. For like 10 years, but I just, because on Apple TV, they added HBO. Ah, oh, right. It's now all, you... You can watch all of The Wire, all of The Sopranos. Yeah, all that stuff. Well, I've seen all of The Wire already. Okay, good. Have you? Yes. Yeah, oh, excellent. Excellent stuff. Excellent, excellent, excellent stuff. Yeah. I've not finished The Sopranos. Shame on me. I've and never I, seen a single episode of The Sopranos. I know, we've been over that. Yeah. I just gotta, like, get HBO and watch it. Eventually, it's gonna be spoiled for me if I stick around long enough. The Sopranos, that is. All right. Let's wrap it up. I'm out. I'll talk about my other movie. Okay, I'll give a preview before we wrap it up. Oh, you had two. I, I don't want to talk about the other one yet, but I will give a preview, and maybe we'll remember it to talk about it next week. Maybe we'll never come back to it. The Seventh Seal. With um, Ingmar Bergman. Ingmar Bergman film starring Max von Sydow. Yes. I, um... Yeah, Max von Sydow's death, right? No. Not death, but a man in a big black cape. No? No. What am I thinking of? Death is in it, but that's not Max von Escape Sydow. Escape from Alcatraz. I'm sorry. Yeah, I had them you. mixed up. Damn All it. right. Let's close this down. All right. We're shutting this thing down. Um, we'll, we'll tweet out some links, maybe, at Guttercast on Twitter. Maybe. Maybe we'll do that. Yep. Or gutter balls we'll on Facebook or we'll get our act what, together. You see what happens, Lebowski.tumblr.com. Yeah, maybe we will. Maybe Gutterballs.tv. Everything's there. Everything except for the Facebook page. Well by the time this is out, I bet that'll be up. <laughs> maybe. Maybe so. Brad, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, Adam. Good evening, sir. I will see you the next time. Yep, on the Boomcast. Next time on Gutterball. Once the plan gets too complex, everything can go wrong. There's one thing I learned in math.